just before I start with the sermon, um, it's just a, f- a few things that I want to share with you guys. So, um, yeah, there's, there's, if you guys can see it and can, can f- feel it, there's something in the atmosphere. There's something that we expect that the Lord is about to do. There's just that something. And today I'm going to speak about the name of God, but it's not going to be what you think it is. It might be a different angle. Um, so, and again, throughout this, this, this sermon, I want you to 100% focus on, on Him and not on the issues that you have or any sicknesses or disease or whatever you have in your body, but th- think about who He is and, and what He, what he re- represents, like who He is as a a person, and the the the, the big the um the, the a, a, a goal I have for today is is that you guys get a, a deeper understanding of God. Not not just um, all the different names that He has but who he is. Amen? Amen. So um, let's pray. Let's pray. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, Holy Spirit and Father, that that you are here today. Um, And thank you again, Lord, that we can come into your presence and hear your word. And hear more about who you are, Lord God, about your goodness, your grace, your bigness, vastness, um, your love for us, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, that you will come now and prepare our hearts and minds that we are open to receive what you have for each and every one of us here today. Amen. Amen. So um, I'm going to get right into it. So let's turn our Bibles to Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18 verse 10. Let me know when you guys are there. And as you saw there, um, I'm going to speak today about change my name. <laughs> Forgot to say that. Change my name. So, it says there, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. So I actually had three things that, that I wanted to speak about today, but while I was doing my research, I stumbled about um, on, onto something, but I actually believe it's the Holy Spirit that led me to speak about this. When we do our sermon 
prep, you know, we, we look at all the, the words and what it means in the, the context of the word, uh, the, 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 the sentence, the passage. And there was one, you know, in, in this um, Proverbs, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. So I looked on the Lord and strong and all, all those things that you would normally look at. But then I stumbled on the word name. So the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And I looked that up and it says in the Hebrew that it means the character, the honor, the authority of God. It says it the same in the Old and in the New Testament. That's what that word name actually means. And that's what I will speak about today. So actually in Hebrew, we can read that same one as the character, the honor, the authority of the Lord is a strong tower. Amen? The righteous run to it and are safe. In John 14, we read the following. That's where... Jesus makes a statement. He says the following, And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in you. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Again, we get that word name, and it's the same word. So we can actually, again, read that as, and whatever you ask in my character, in my authority, that I will do. Make sense? Hope this, you guys pick this up very soon, because it's actually quite intense, quite powerful. Now, that bit, and whatever you ask in my name, that's where we we. we, we we got the thing from, we pray for something, and at the end we say, in Jesus' name, amen. Because he says, and whatever you ask in my name. But we started to somehow, not all of us, but we started to use that in Jesus' name as a magic wand. We pray for something, in Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name this, in Jesus' name that. And we don't always see results. It's because in Jesus' name, we sort of made that into a, 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 a formula. And it's not a formula, it's a principle. There's so much more to, to it than just saying in Jesus' name. Say, so for instance, when we... we, we we pray for food, we say thank you for, for, for this food and then in Jesus' name, amen. Where actually scripture says we should just give thanks to food. That's the same thing that the Lord did is he gave thanks and then he received the food. But um, in the name of Jesus is a principle. And principles are fundamental. Additional truths to build upon. 
and we're going to talk a little, a little bit more about that today. It's principles are foundational truths to build upon. Amen? I hope it makes sense soon. So, again, it's not, it's not wrong if we say in Jesus' name. It's, it's more just with the, with the heart and how we say it. There's another uh, quote, and I'm going to talk a little about that, and hopefully in the end it will all link together. But it says that your gift will carry you where your character will no longer sustain you. Your gift will carry you where your character will no longer sustain you. So what that speaks about is that we all have gifts. And we can use our gifts if it's making money or prophesying or teaching or fishing or whatever we're really good at. But when we, when we, um, like, we'll, the gift can, can, can t t take us far, but if we don't have the character to support that gift, in the end, the gift will destroy you. Make sense? So it's all about character, character, character. And, and so like I said, your gift will carry you where your character will no longer sustain you. So you need that foundation of good character. And where do you get that? It's the character of Jesus. That's your foundation. Amen. Who he is, that's who you should become. Make sense? Let's look at John 14, verse 12. Okay, it's on there. And you guys can also look this up on uh, version. It's all there. John 14, it says the following. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. So here, Jesus speaks to his disciples, and also people who believe, so that's all of us. And he says that most surely, I say to you, that's not all of us, he who believes in me, that's all of us, the works that I do, um, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. So when we read this, we see, oh my word, look at all the things that he did on earth when he was here in Jesus. And now he says that we are going to do so much more, the bigger things, m more things and everything, and we want that more, we want that spectacular things, we want that, wow, supernatural healings and, and whatever else. And we, we run towards that. But we tend to for, for, forget that the real supernatural super is actually our everyday walk with God. We think it's always all these other things, which it is, but the biggest supernatural is your everyday walk with God. Why do I 
say that. It's because, let me put it to you another way. Is it, is it easier to reconcile with your wife with a big, big issue um, than you pray for healing for someone? I'd rather pray for healing for someone. It's a bit easier. Would you, 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 you rather um, pray for healing or whatever else, um, but not work on your addictions? Well, what is the real supernatural? The real supernatural is that every day walk with God where you with int intent change your character to become like Him, to become more intimate with Him, to become more Christ-like. Make sense? Because yeah. we, we all, especially us in happy, clappy type churches, we tend to gravitate towards signs and wonders and all those things that we want to see and do and have, but we tend to forget with, about our everyday walk with God that eventually will result in those things. Make sense? So um, I think to be like Jesus is the highest and greatest calling of every human being. Amen? You guys still all right? You with me? Make sense so far? Eh? If not, just let me know. See, Jesus is not impressed with what we have in the bank or how many miracles we've done or actually how many people you led to Jesus. What he is impressed with is your character. Because why? It shows, it's, it's, it's evidence of how much you allowed him to come within you and work within you and make you more like him. That's what he's impressed about. It says in Psalm 61, it's not on the screen, verse 3 to 5, um, Psalm 61. It says, hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From, uh, wrong verse, verse 3. For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower, like the song we sang, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your t t t tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. For you, O oh God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Of those who fear your name. So God is a shelter for us. He's a strong tower from the enemy. That's a part of who he is. That's the character of, of God. That's a part of his name. He's a strong tower. But he's a strong tower for who? For those who fear his name. In other words, for the people who respect and revere the character of God, the authority of God. So if you look at that word name, there's so much more to it than just the name. 
And when you fear the name of, of God, you will receive your inheritance. Amen? It also says, Psalm 91, and it's not on the screen, but he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I believe that shadow of the Almighty, that's part of who God is. It's a part of His character. It's who He is. So if we submit ourselves under Him, he will protect us. Make sense? Yeah. Amen. Awesome. Let's look at a few examples from Scripture, um, some, some pe people from Scripture, and see how their names reflected who the Lord was in them. Let's read um, Genesis 17 verse 5, that's going to be my first example. Genesis 17 verse 5. So that's the Lord speaking now to Abram. And he says, No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. So now we read that many times, and we, we, what we see from the, 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 that is um, normally is, so it was Abram, now it's, now it's going to be Abraham, and he's going to be fruitful also. But now that we know what the word name means, let's read that again. So no longer shall your character be Abram, but your character, your authority shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. So the Lord says to Abram, listen here dude, I've got a, 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 a purpose for you, I've got a destiny for you, like it says in Jeremiah, Maya, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So the Lord says, Abram, your character, it doesn't fit what I have for you. I've got for you hope, a future, a purpose. So to have that, I will give you a part of who I am. And the Lord said, here is a part. It's called Ha. It's part of his name. He said, here is Ha. And you put that in your name. And Abram became Abraham. So he received a part of the character of the Lord. Because the Lord says, to take you into what I have called you for, I have to change your characters so that you can come and fit in your destination. Amen? Make sense? Amen. And he became a Abraham, which meant the father of exalted to father of multitudes. You got a new name. So um, we, can, we can walk 
in our full calling and destiny to the measure we allow our character to conform to the character of Jesus. Amen. Next one, it's not on the board, but the same happened to Abram's wife. She was called Sarai, and then the Lord said, but now you are Sarah. So he again also changed her name and her character because she also has a destiny. She's going to become the mother of multitudes. And if we look back to John 14 that we looked at before, you know, the greater works. Like we, we always want to do that greater works, but what was the first greater work that Jesus did? And we all should become like him. So what was the first thing that he did? They say that he was God, of course, or he still is. <laughs> um, but he came and he made himself a human being. And then he served. Serving, served. But you can actually take that a step back. Um, I can't remember now the exact but it says that in the beginning, like way back before the earth was made, the lamp was slain. So even before a creation, he, he was crucified. He submitted himself. He had a plan for us, a purpose for us. So he served us even from before creation. He has a servant heart. So that talks a lot, it tells a lot about his character. And I think that's also why with the, the, the feeding of the 5,000 men-ish, so it was about 20,000 or so the, the, the people, he was able to do that miracles because he had the character of his f father in heaven. And when he asked, Father, Bless this food, the Lord said, I'm talking to myself here. He saw himself there because he saw his character there, and because of that, he anointed him and allowed him to do that multiplication with the food. Make sense? Um, and also, in Genesis, yeah, so actually what I want to, 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 to say there is that, that humbleness and character, humbleness and character comes before miracles and other great works. Yeah. Humbleness and character comes before miracles and other great works. And then also um, one more Example is Jacob. He, and I think that story is in Genesis 32, um, where he wrestled with God at a, 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 
place called Yabok. Now that name, Yabok, it means to empty. It's empty. Now we know what the word name means. So what did he do at the place Yabok? Yabok means empty. So he was there. He was wrestling with the Lord. He was emptying himself before the Lord about who he is and where he's from because his name, Jacob, Jacob, it means a liar, a deceiver. So he comes and he now empties himself before the Lord and says, this is who I am. Lord, bless me, change me. And what did the Lord do? Because he emptied himself, he put himself before the Lord. He was honest before the Lord about who he is and away he's from. And because of that, because he submitted to, 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 to the Lord, he's, um, the Lord said, okay, I have a, a, for you as well a plan and a purpose. So here is, a, again, a part of my character within you. And he changed his name from Jacob to Israel, which means God prevails. Make sense? Does this mean something to you guys? Yeah? If not, just run out. But if, if, if it does, stay. So we, um, we normally we cry out to God, you know, God, God bless me, come and help me and protect me and Lord, give me more. And then the Lord says, okay, cool. But what is your name? What is your character? Like if we keep on with the sins that we live with, then and and we, we don't do something about it, then how can we ask him to bless us, to change us? Because we're holding on to what we have and what we're comfortable with and not allowing him to take that sins away from us and put some of him within us. Make sense? And that that um, process to ch- change us to to um, to get this new c- character of God, it can it can take time, but that's up to it, um, to us how long that will take. The longer it it, it takes, it, it means the more we like to hold on to what we have. Yes, God, but yes. But, yes, God, but, uh-uh. Or we can allow him to just take us, change us. It might hurt a little bit because it's going to be a lot in one time. <laughs> but he can do it. He can do it. Um, last um, story or second, last one, I want to talk about the, the story of Elijah in scripture. So we all know this, this story where, where he was on Mount Carmel with the prophets. He prayed and the Lord just sent down fire and killed them all. So there he is, the prophet of God. He prays, boom, and the Lord kills 
all the, the false prophets, but then he had to run for his life. So he, I mean, he was there at a, a, a place of glory, and then something happened, and they wanted to kill him, and he had to run to save his own skin, okay? And he lived for, I don't know how long, in mountains, and rocks and things. And from there, the Lord t took him again. Let me just get my, my, my story um, straight here. So he went from Mount Carmel to Mount, Mount Horeb, where he was hiding in the mountains, and he was in despair and, and depressed. And from there, God worked with him, changed his character, and he took him up in a whirlwind up in heaven. He didn't know that before. And then he appeared with a transfiguration of Jesus. And it says in Malachi, at the end of the days, he's going to come back to preach again. So the Lord worked with him, worked with his character because he has a plan for him right until the end of time. Luke 15 talks about the prodigal son. So, there's the this, this son, the younger one, and he says, Father, give me. Give me, give me, give me. I want my stuff. I want my, my Xbox, my Mercedes, my money, and I want to go party. And he did. So he took everything. He took all his, um, he, he took his in, in, inheritance, and he went on, and um, he wasted it, it all. And then there came a time where he saw that even his father's servants ate better food than him. So he went back to his father. And even halfway there, his, 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 his dad ran to him because he was expecting his son to come back. So that's awesome. The Lord is always waiting for your sons and daughters to come back to him. So he went back and he went from give me, give me, give me to, to dad, I'm sorry, um, what can I do to serve in your household? So the Lord changed his character. He changed his heart to become more like Jesus, to have a, a servant's heart. And what happened? The dad said, okay, cool, son. Welcome home. Here's a robe. Here's a, a signet ring. Here's new shoes. Here's a, a fattened calf, a rebiki. Welcome home. And there's a lot more in that, but, but see, when we allow God to change who we are, to conform to Him, what happens? There's just happiness in heaven and joy because we become more like Jesus. So He went from Give me to make me a servant. Give me to 
make me. Let's turn to Matthew 6 verse 9. And I think I'm going to run a little bit out of time, but it's all right. God is good and we, are, and we love being with him. Matthew 6 verse 9. In this manner, therefore, we pray. So we all know what they say, that it's the Lord's prayer, but it's actually the disciples' prayer. In this manner, therefore, we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So, again, what does the word name mean? Character, authority. So, in this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your character. Your God's character. Your, your character is to be respected, to be feared, to be revered, to be understood. So when we pray, pray with respect to the character and to the authority of God. So I hope this makes more sense now when you pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, that it means something else to you. And we respect his name because there's so much of God's character that's revealed through his names. And I actually put a few on the, 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 the board down the slide. The, the, the character of God, and there's only a few, where we read that he is Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. He's Jehovah Garapha. He's our healer. He's Jehovah Nessie. He's our banner is Jehovah Rohi. The Lord is our shepherd. The Lord is our peace, our presence, our righteousness. He is the Lord of hosts. He is our sanctifier. He is our strength, our rock, our redeemer. There is so much more than just a name. Amen. You with me still? You're quiet. I hope it's a good sign. Let's read um, next scripture, and I'm not far from done. Let's read Matthew 10, verse 41. Let me know when you're there. Matthew 10, verse 41. Where it says, He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. I'm actually going to stop there. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Now, if you take that word name and swap it around again with character and authority. He who receives a, 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 a prophet in the character and the authority of a prophet shall receive a prophet's award. What does that mean? Say, if you look in the world around us, there's many of us that, none of us here, but in the world that we want to be 
prophets and apostles and whoever else. And you know what? I'm the man and you serve me. I, I come to church and when I get there as the, the leader here, I want you to clean my shoes and make sure everything is all right here. Like I'm the man, you serve me. We're actually the character and the authority from prophets and apostles and the, 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 the leaders in church comes through serving. They are actually there to serve others, to set up the people to step into their calling. Not to be served, but to serve. It's the character of Jesus. It says in, in the one um, book I read that in the, uh, the body of Christ, apostles and prophets are the foundational servants that are actually there to lift people up. So if you want to step into that position, start serving. Start there. Come to church and Clean the toilets if you want to be a prophet. But 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 it's 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 that intense. It's it's what Scripture says, and that's why we need to we need to see there's more behind a name than just a name. Make sense? So if you start to serve, it'll. That's where the, the, the Lord, you allow the Lord then to start working and changing your character to conform to him. Um, Matthew, let's turn to Matthew 18, verse 19 to 20. Let me know when you guys are there. I hear the, the pages. Yeah. Electronic age. It's awesome to have a physical Bible. Thank you for turning, guys. Matthew 18 says the following. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my, 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 my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in, to, together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. And it says again, verse 19, And I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them. So now we pray, but nothing happens. pastor. We come and we pray and we agree, but nothing. Why not? The secret is in, for we two or three are gathered together in my, what's another word for name? Character and authority. So, what he says is in, in scripture is 
that we have to take on his authority. We have to take on his character like he took on the character of his father. So when we pray and we are there and we pray according to his character, according to his authority, not according to what we wish and what we want, but according to who he is and what he can do, the Father listens and he answers prayers. So if your prayers aren't answered, that's the reason. One other. You guys heard that um, the, the, those three things about the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. So, mostly when we pray, we ask according to our needs. Like, we want this, we want this. Not all the time, but many times when we pray, we pray according to if our character is not set on the Lord. We pray according to what we lust with the eyes, lust with the flesh, and because we're full of pride. That's why Scripture says to conform to the character of Jesus and to pray according to that. Because if we are there, we, we don't pray according to the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, pride of life. But then we pray according to Him and who He is. And then it changes things in the atmosphere. And prayers get answered. Amen. No hindrance there. Last um, scripture, and I'm going to read this slowly, and you guys might read with me. In Philippians 2, verse 10 to 11. Philippians 2, verse 10 to 11, and I'm going to read from the New King James as well. Let me read this, and then you guys can read afterwards again with me. It says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So let's read that again. Verse 10, that at the name of Jesus, what will happen at the name of Jesus, at his, the mentioning of his name? Well, what will happen? Every knee shall, shall, shall bow, and where shall this knee bow? Where shall, where shall it bow? Can't hear you. It says in heaven and on earth and of those under the earth. And then what's the result of that? Can't hear you. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. So, at the character and the authority of who Jesus is, every knee will bow. So, what is that knee that we talk about? 
I said, knock knees. Maybe they already bowed. Pray for that. No, it's everything that is not of God. That is sickness, disease, depression, anxiety, addictions, fear, money issues, demons, man, name it. Every knee shall bow. Even COVID shall bow to the name of Jesus. Why does it not yet bow? Have you, have you seen on Facebook what Christians do to each other because of that? Because of a stupid virus? Where does that show the character of Jesus? Because everyone's got something to say attacking another one. There's no love, no nothing. Nothing of, of um, Jesus. So once people see that, the character of Jesus, of who he is, that will make every knee bow, even COVID. Amen? Amen. So every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. They will see Jesus in you and the enemy will flee from you. So the more of, of Jesus that you have in you, the more authority you will also have. Just think about it. You guys can go on to the last part. Um, it's interesting that the more you have in you, I said, and the more authority you'll have. And, and just think about what we can already see now on earth, in Ventukna, maybe in the world, is that more and more we can say less and less about what we believe, about talking about our faith and God. And there's going to come a time that we are not even allowed to mention his, his name, Jesus. But when we live transformed life, when we live with his character within us, that will be evidence to the world that Jesus is king. We will walk into malls and the people will just drop down just worshiping the Lord, giving their lives to the Lord, not, and you not even having to say a word. Yes, but that's unscriptural. No, it's actually in the Bible. I think it's Stephen. He walked and people just got healed around him just by him walking there because they understood something about having the character of the Lord in them and living according to that. Conform themselves to God's character and not the world's because the one of the world will destroy you. The one of the Lord will give you eternal life. That's why we need to conform not to what the world says we need to do to make our friends and everyone happy, but what satisfies the Lord that, um, that will make him look at you and see himself in you. When you conform to his character, the world will run to you. You don't have to run to them because they will see something in you that they want. Amen?
Amen. Let's uh, close our eyes for a moment. So I just want to have a few moments where it's 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 not me that's going to speak. It's going to be you spending some quiet time with God. Just you and God. And if there's, 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 if there is anything that stood out today from this sermon, I want you to, to ask the Lord why it stood out. What does He want to speak to you about today? If there's something that you must confess to Him where you do not allow Him to change your character or you want to but it's too hard, then I encourage you today to submit that to Him. In the end, it'll be good. Keep your eyes on Him. Not on the issue. Keep your eyes on Him. Humble yourself before Him now and be truly honest about what you're about to, to speak to Him about. Empty yourself before Him. You can sit, you can kneel. Empty yourself before Him. Just for a few moments. Holy Spirit that you are now here and you're just ministering to people's hearts now. And I pray, Lord, that you will reveal to people now what is that part of the character that they still need to submit to you, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, that you will give them the boldness and the courage to come and lay that before you. For each of us, Lord, here, I pray, and for me as well, especially, Lord God, that you will remove that which is not from you and fill that which is from you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. And also, if there's anyone here that they haven't received the Lord yet as their God, this this. Savior and the Lord is, is, is asking you today, 
He's giving you a little bit of a nudge and says, come home to me. Give your life to me. I want you just to, to know the following. Like when you receive the Lord as your Lord and your Savior, He comes and He lives in your heart. He comes and he, His Holy Spirit comes and lives in you. He makes His home within you. So He fills you with His Holy Spirit. And with that, He gives you part of who He is. He gives you part of His character. He gives you the ability to, to speak in tongues, to heal, to prophesy, to teach. He, he gives you the ability to dream dreams and to see visions, to learn more about Him. He is literally all in one. So if you haven't received Him yet, He's got so much for you. And I urge you then to come to me afterwards and I pray with you and you can accept Him in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that you will come now and just teach all of us, Lord God, to submit to that process to become more like you, Lord God. I pray that you will teach us to be more like Jesus, Lord, and that we know that without you, we have nothing. I pray, Lord, that you will teach us to know as well that without you, we are nothing. And I pray, Lord, that, and it's dangerous prayer, Lord, but whatever it takes, come and change us to conform and to be more like Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you will come and bring us to a place of maturity in you, that we will move from the milk and go to the real food that you have for us. And with that, Lord, I also pray that you will help us to count the costs before we make that decision to change for you because, Lord God, there is a cost and we need to be willing to take that cost. We thank you for that, Lord God, and I pray, Lord, that you will bring us to a place where we want you more than our next breath. We thank you for your love, Jesus. Amen.